Do you believe in ghosts? You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 67, a free mini episode for reading, vocabulary, and more. Okay, so today's topic is actually going to be a excerpt from a story. We are going to, of course, first to answer the question I asked at the beginning, do you believe in ghosts? And secondly, we're going to look at maybe one or two vocabulary words and have a couple of other questions. So just an update, I have decided to create a Facebook group for this podcast. It's the same name, the Living in English 365 podcast. Um, it's brand new, so we don't have very many people there. There's not we. I don't have very many people there. So be one of the first ones. I'm going to po post updates and maybe teasers from new episodes that are upcoming. I'll even ask you what you want to hear me um, talk about in the podcast. And of course, you can interact and talk to me and each other practicing your English. Doesn't matter if you are beginning, intermediate, advanced. So I'm going to read you a short story. I'm going to read you the first three um, paragraphs from um, this particular story. And I'm going to put everything else in um, Kofi. The title of this story is The Night the Ghost Got In by James Thurber. You will probably need a pen or pencil or you can just use your uh, phone or computer to take notes. So I'm just going to read um, just the first little bit about this. Um, it's kind of a fun story, so I do really hope that you enjoy it. My first question was, do you believe in ghosts? You can write that on your paper or you can tell me on uh, the new Facebook group. Well, um... I'm reading this. I'm going to read it at a regular pace. It's not going to be too fast or too slow. So, you know, you might have to slow it down if it's too fast for you. But I want you to, as you are reading or listening, take notes on how the author develops humor. How does the author develop humor? About the author. Remember, his name is James. So James is from the Midwestern part of the United States. In fact, he's from Columbus, Ohio which is kind of like northern, northern, some people consider it like northeast, uh, but it's in the northern part. And this is from a book of his, which people have called an autobiography that was released in 1933. He used to be a writer for the New Yorker. I think it was the New Yorker or the New York Times, New York something for sure, but he was a writer. And um, he just um, had an injury as a child and started to go blind. So all of these writings, especially this story, this is one of his most famous ones, are from the time before he went blind. All right. I'm going to go directly into reading now. The ghost that got into our house on the night of November 17th, 1915, raised such a hullabaloo of misunderstandings that I'm sorry I didn't just let it keep on walking and go to bed. Its advent caused my mother to throw a shoe through a window of the house next door and ended up with my grandfather shooting a patrolman. I'm sorry, therefore, as I have said, that I ever paid any attention to the footsteps. They began about a quarter past one o'clock in the morning, a rhythmic, quick cadence to walking around the dining room table. My mother was asleep in one room upstairs, my brother Herman in another. Grandfather was in the attic, in the old walnut bed, which, as you will remember, once fell on my father. 
I had just stepped out of the bathtub and was busily rubbing myself with a towel when I heard the steps. They were the steps of a man walking rapidly around the dining room table downstairs. The light from the bathroom shone down the back steps, which dropped directly into the dining room. I could see the faint shine of the plates on the plate rail. I couldn't see the table. The steps kept going round and round the table. At regular intervals, a board creaked when it was trod upon. I supposed at first that it was my father or my brother Roy who had gone to Indianapolis but were expected home at any time. I suspected next that it was a burglar. It did not enter my mind until later that it was a ghost. All right, I'm going to stop there. Let's go back to um, the first paragraph. And of course, what I asked you, um, how is this author developing humor? Because this is supposed to be humorous. Um, American humor. Remember, it's almost 100 years ago that this was written, right? Let's look at a couple of the phrases that I have highlighted. You can see the rest of this in by clicking the link for Kofi below. So the first is, um, they're in the first sentence here, and it says, the ghost that got into our house. What does got into or get into mean? Got is obviously the past tense of get. Got into has many different meanings, but in this sentence, it is um, it means something like to become involved in something bad. I mean, have you ever done that? <laughs> I have. I've done that with my friends when I was a little kid, you know, going and doing bad stuff that we weren't supposed to do. Um, or my brother, you know, playing around, having contests. We just got into trouble. So the ghost that got into our house. Let's finish out that sentence and we get the second word, hullabaloo. So the ghost that got into our house on the night of November 17th, 1915, raised such a hullabaloo of misunderstandings. Hullabaloo. 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 Hullabaloo is a funny word, isn't it? Hullabaloo. Say it with me. Hullabaloo. <laughs> It's such a funny word. Every time I hear it, I just laugh. Okay, enough about me. Hullabaloo. Um, so hullabaloo by itself is a noun, but this is, of course, going with the phrase hullabaloo of misunderstandings. This hullabaloo is a very noisy and confused situation. So a situation in which many people are upset and angry about something. Hello, have you ever been there? Because I have. <laughs> oh, we've all had a hullabaloo, haven't we? Okay. Um, those are just a couple of the words that I've highlighted. I think I have about, I've got more than eight on this list, about 10. And it has parts of speech with the examples and um, example sentence and the link to so you can hear how it's pronounced in different contexts. Do you believe in ghosts? Based on this story, does the author believe in ghosts? Here are a couple of things I want you to do. Just on the short section that I have given you, do you think this story is written informally or formally? I want you to give two to three examples to support your answer. Also, what type of genre is this? What genre is this? Genre. Let's meet. Let me spell that. G-E-N-R-E. -E, genre. This is a word from French that we use in English. Genre. Remember, I talked about last week, it's very important to know which type of genre a story comes from, especially if you are taking an exam, so that you can know what type of vocabulary and maybe sentence structures 
that you're going to see or just even common um, themes that you would see in that particular piece of writing. So it doesn't have to be just for exams. I mean, in anything, you need to know, you know, what genre is this? So again, this is a short mini lesson and it's about, um, you know, reading. This will help you with your IELTS or TOEFL or even, you know, TOEIC. Um, I'm going to have a little writing section. And um, I'm going to allow you guys to just kind of have a free discussion and debate over on the Facebook group. Ghosts in American culture, you know, they're kind of creepy, kind of spooky. But um, in general, you know, they are thought of um, as being there for a reason, right? this ghost is in a place for a reason and you know maybe um, they used to live there or maybe they have some unfinished business that they have to do and their spirit or their soul is stuck here um, but in your culture in your culture is the idea of ghosts weird yeah just go ahead and tell us for this episode 67 you can tell us at the facebook group you can just click the link below or search it on facebook the Living in English 365 podcast. And um, also, have you ever heard a noise that you could not explain? What did you do? Yeah, tell us. This is so curious. I'm like really excited. I hope you guys have fun with that. Um, there are probably some other questions that I'll post for this throughout the week. So, you know, check back routinely so you can practice more of your English. Remember, you can get the rest of that for Kofi, or you can just donate to me and help support, um, you know, me and these free podcasts. I am Ashley Roan from Paradigm English, and I hope you have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links, and don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends. Paradigm English.